The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. Oh, no, it's not going well. (laughs) From the Dave Campbell's Texas football mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. That should be the only time I have to strain, though. Uh, It is Texas football today, a show that, if you couldn't tell, has about half a voice. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating what would have been his 87th birthday today. Happy birthday to Anthony Perkins. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, okay. Um, Norman Bates. Yeah. Yeah. He was also in, everyone knows him from Psycho. Right. Psycho 2. Psycho 2. He's also in Psycho 3. <laughs> He's also in Psycho 4. Electric uh, I think. Boogaloo. There are four. Um, there's about, I think there's four. Yeah. But then he, but but he was also in Murder on the Orient Express, which is an awesome. Movie. Really? Yes, he was. He was in that movie. Huh. All right. Um, he was in other things, but he, I think he kind of got typecast because he. Uh, Jeez, I can't imagine bit. why. Because he, uh, <laughs> he might have so... run down. Spoiler alert to a movie that's uh, what uh, six, six, sixty years no. old. Yeah. Is yeah. it six? Came yeah. out in 1960. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Spoiler alert for a movie that's 59 years old. Um, he runs down into the basement dressed as his mother. Yeah. So, you know. By the way, Psycho, uh, great experience in the theater. I saw it on Halloween. Did you? At the Angelica. And it's really awesome. Well, there you go. Were you, did you, uh, did you not see the twist coming? (laughs) Oh, it shocked me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my God. He's his mother. Norman all along. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, first four through the door before we get, before we get derailed too much farther with presidential trivia, Mm -hmm. uh, Matt McSpadden, Brent Homan. Josh Chapman and Daniel Agnew. What's up, guys? And sitting to my right, the hot tea to my failing voice, our West African prince, it's Ishmael Johnson. Hey, what's up? You guys are going to have to carry, help carry this. Yeah. I, can, I, I, I can't, which, by the way, I have to go on Fox 4 tonight. Oh, it's fun. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in to Free For All with Mike Ducey um, as I try to power through with this voice. I don't know what happened. Like, I think it's the weather change. I think I'm fine. I think I'm yeah. also just tired. And so, uh, yeah. So it's been it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I, yeah. I just got to get through those five minutes of television. I don't care if I sound like an idiot in front of you guys. I sound like an idiot. I've sounded like an idiot 735 times. This is true. This is 736. Um, yeah, I don't know. The I, I'm getting reports. Oh. People are saying. Oh, no. That the audio volume might be having issues. I see Levi saying that. If anyone else is having volume, I'll... Audio issues. Please let me know. I'm well. We're, we're working with the new software. How I'm much of it has it to do work. with the fact that I can't talk? Well, I don't know. No, that might be very loud. That might be. Yeah, part you're of just it, like but, blowing uh, out. It's like oh, <laughs> the levels. Anyway, I made, a, a, normal I made level. a quick adjustment right here to make sure everything's in stereo. <clears> but uh, other than that, let me know if things change, guys. Today is Thursday, April fifth, two thousand. April fourth. It's fourth. Today's April 4th. It's the 4th. Today's Thursday, April 4th, 2019. Close enough. 238 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 736. 736. Jim Fergosi's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we have one segment, and it's the big one. We are finally, 
Finally, on this, April 4th, closing out our Texas high school football years in review regional recaps. We, we did, did it. it. We made we it. We did it. We made it. We, we got made it. it, guys. We got we to fi- the fireworks. We factory. did. And so we're talking DFW. Uh, we will recap the DFW. I don't have another segment because my voice is only half here. So I threw in your questions. Oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. If anyone has Great. any so questions. So we're not giving him time off. Well, we'll <laughs> no, see how it goes. No rest for we, the weary. We will say we will say hard out at 1230. We need to be done by 1230. So if you have some good questions, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll how, how bad does my voice have to get before I need to call and say, I can't do the TV thing tonight? You'll be fine. You'll be like uh, uh, you'll be like Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, right? I did not see that movie because I heard that yeah. movie sucked from it's, somebody it was sitting not, at the table. It was not, it's bad. It, it was not good. Well, wait, what, what was? But at the end, he's he's losing his voice because of uh, HIV, and they're oh. like, "Oh man, will he ha- will his voice be okay for Live Aid?" And then oh, he gets right. out there, and they're all like very nervous. But right. as he starts singing, he's fine. Right. Yeah. So what you're saying? <laughs> he's just got to rise to the occasion. What man. you're saying is I'm exactly like somebody with HIV. <laughs> yeah, in every way. Well, you you took that down the dark path. <laughs> you you there. you went. There. I was hoping you'd be like. So what you're saying is, I'm like one of those guys with a mustache. You know, no, something actually funny. And right. You just went like full dark. That's 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 literally unbelievable because yeah. I can't grow a mustache. Okay, <laughs> let's get into our DFW regional recap. Uh, finally, we've reached the end of the yeah. road. We I'm looking at this. Do you know when we did the first regional recap? I'm gonna say it was at least February, maybe late January. No, it might be January. It was January 9th. Oh my god. god. Mighty Tepper. January 9th we did we did Brazos Valley. We are now on April 4th. I have officially we've talked about this off on the air and off the air. If we're doing this next year, it has to be over by January. That's just gotta be the rule. It's just gotta be it. This you gotta is, power no, through. You gotta is, you gotta start combining regions together, man. Yeah. Central Texas Listen, goes from never, South Dallas to never, <laughs> all the way down. Uh, best team in DFW? Uh, definitely Brownsville, Hannah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get into the big picture. The big picture is that, once again, partially because it's the largest classification or largest region, mm-hmm. uh, we count a grand total of 211 schools in DFW. Woo. And we, have a, we actually have a relatively conservative... Um, kind of border for DFW. But in any case, once again, DFW brought home the most state championships. They brought home a grand total of three. They brought home Highland Park, 5A Division One. They brought home uh, Alito, 5A Division Two, And they brought home Grandview, 3A Division One. And so in many ways, you could measure it based on that. What I think is interesting, though, in my opinion, is that if you look at um, overall... The, the depth here at DFW, I think that it was relatively thin compared to past years. I think normally whenever you talk about DFW, you're talking about legitimately 20 to 25 great teams. Mm-hmm. I think that was maybe on the lower end, maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the high teens this year, that teams that I would call great in, two th- in DFW. And as a result, if you want to consider it to be a bit of a disappointment, I think that's fair. That said... Ultimately, this is a sport that measures based on rings, yeah. Yeah. and there are three programs. A full quarter of the, of the state champions will reside in DFW in 2000, uh, heading into the 2019 season. So it's really hard to say it was anything other than a success in that regard, but I do think that from a depth perspective, I wonder if DFW was a little bit thin this year, which is, uh, I think, a little bit interesting and something to keep an eye on heading forward. So that's my big picture. 
Um, all these, by the way, all these superlatives are extremely hard to do in, in plays like this. Um, regional team of the year, I give it to Alito. <clears throat> Obviously, any of the three state champions are in that mix. There's also a fair number of other teams that I think are certainly worthy of being in that mix as well. But I think that Alito was kind of quietly one of the most dominant teams in the state. And I think part of it is that they 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 never really played a team that I thought was was going to challenge them. There mm-hmm. were a couple of times where we thought, oh, maybe like maybe South Oak Cliff when they get them. Well, they handle South Oak Cliff. Um, there are a couple other times where Alito. We wondered, is this the time where they're going to are they're going to get not exposed, but is this the time where they're going to see a, see a team that can take that can land a punch like Reedy, like Reedy, mm-hmm. and basically that time never came. Right. That yes, they did. They you know Reedy landed a punch, mm-hmm. South Oak Cliff landed a punch, and and in the early going, Fort Bend Marshall landed a punch in that yeah. state championship game. But the bottom line was, and, and, and in the end, once we got, it's, it's one of those things we can only judge based on hindsight now, is that this was a dominant team. This was a team that was not up for, um, that was certainly not up for, for, for debate as the best team, in my opinion, in 5A Division Two. Yeah. When it's all said and done. That's the kind of thing you can only say post hoc, which right. is what we're doing here. Yeah. But <laughs> I do think that now, looking back, it's very, it's very clear Part of it is that I do think that their region is pretty soft. Right. I think their region is pretty is is pretty manageable, so to speak. Their district certainly is. Um, but basically, we kept waiting to see can anybody challenge Alito, and in the end, the bottom line was there probably wasn't anybody in their classification that could challenge them. No, I mean this is what's so impressive about Alito when they are this good, mm-hmm. right? Is is we, we can't be intellectually dishonest. We look at their district, we look at their region, and we go, well, they're not really playing the teams that these other teams are playing region-wise. Right. right. And then they still whip just everyone's ass. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> just dominate. Like, that's, that's when you're like, okay, man. And it's like, like it, that's, I mean, that's, those are just special teams. And, and But it's the kind of thing that, like, for example, take Longview, okay? Right. Longview, we knew really, I would say after week one, yeah, when they be Lufkin, Lufkin yeah. you're like, okay, maybe this team's got something special. Mm-hmm. And then they kept playing. They played in a tough district, and they 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 got through some very difficult playoff games. And every throughout the for, throughout the year, we will we were able to accurately judge in my mind mm-hmm. that Longview was pretty good, right? Yeah, Alito just because of the schedule that they played, and that's no fault of their own. Mm-hmm. Not basically nobody wants to play them, right? Through no fault of their own, we kind of figured out. That in the end, oh wow, they were dominant. You take that and you you compare that. I would say to a team like Allen, yeah. where Allen was kind of in a similar boat. Mm-hmm. Where throughout the year we were like, okay, we think Allen's pretty good. We think Allen might be great, but we don't really know mm-hmm. yet. Right. Um, we don't really know. And it was kind of like because in, it was kind of the same in 2017, and we kind of figured, you know, that semifinal game against Mansfield Legacy, right? We was like, oh, they finally hit a team that. That punched them in the mouth yes. a little bit, right, in 2017. And then obviously they go on to lose to College Station. This year, it just, yeah, there was just no There's one no that was able to match. No. And they're, they're a brand of dominant that's, like, not necessarily, to the casual viewer, isn't probably the most appealing. No. Because they're so dominant up front, so that they absolutely, like, they're going to control the game from whistle to whistle, and they're going to do it in a way that, again, they're just, like, 
they're not going to break off 60-yard bombs. No. They're not, you know, Jason McClellan's not going to get uh, constant 20-yard gains, but he's going to get six yards. Const- and he's like, going to get six to nine yards every yeah. single run, yeah. and yeah. there's nothing you can do to stop yeah. it. That's exactly right. And so as a result, that's a long way of saying that Alito is my regional team of the year at DFW. Regional surprise of the year, you've got a fair number of choices here. Uh, I think Grandview certainly fits into this category. Uh, I think that uh, a team like Burleson Centennial deserves mm-hmm. some love here. Um, Arlington as well. But my choice is Haltom. Yeah. Um, a, a team that was so far off our radar. <laughs> just like we didn't think – like we, we thought, oh, maybe Haltom gets in the playoffs. Right. That was basically the extent of how much we thought about Haltom. Right. But instead, they run all the way to a regional final. Um, Michael Black, their quarterback, was sensational. And this was the kind of team that, um, you know, when you talk about a true surprise, this was a team that, that nobody saw coming, nobody thought was, was going to be much of anything, and they ended up being one of the most dangerous teams, not just in their classification in the, in the region, but also in the state. Yeah. And so as a result, uh, my pick for, for regional uh, surprise of the year is Haltom. Uh, but again, a lot of places you could go there um, – that I think d- deserve a little bit of credit there, but 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 for me, in the end, mm-hmm. I go with uh, Haltom. <clears throat> Regional Coach of the Year is also tough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got three state champions you can choose from. You've got surprises. Uh, you've got a lot of. I, I think DFW has some of the deepest coaching core in in the state. Uh, I'm going to go with Brad Davis at Grandview, mm-hmm. and I know he's retiring. He's going going uh, riding off into the sunset uh, on top, but to get Grandview. You know, in 3A Division One, it's it's easy to, to forget that, like, there were a lot of times where we, we – that was one of those mystery classifications. Where mm-hmm. We were like, man, who's it going to be? Like, you know, that's why we thought, like, oh, man, maybe it's Atlanta. Like, Atlanta's going to figure everything out, and they're going to be the team to beat. Or maybe, oh, you know, it's going to be Yoakum mm-hmm. or a team from Region 4 or someone from there. In the end, we get a team in Grandview that had never made a title game, and in a lot of respects – is a year early, mm-hmm. at least a year early. And kind of, you know, you talk with Step, he'll tell you, we thought 2017 was their year when they had Ernest Crown over and what well, was a really good, really good squad. And we thought, okay, well, now they're, they're super young. They got the sophomore quarterback. They're super sophomore heavy. Um, this is not the, this is, you know, maybe, maybe 2019, maybe 2020 for, for Grandview, but certainly not 2018. But for Brad Davis, you know, one of the more decorated coaches in the state who did not have a state championship to his name, to pull it all together and to get all these youngsters believing in it, I think was awful impressive. That's why he's my pick for um, at Grandview. He's my pick for regional coach of the year, regional player of the year. Another, I mean, a lot of I mean, it's here. a lot. It's a lot of choices. <laughs> you've got you've got ample choices here because DFW obviously loaded with talent. <clears throat> I went with Chandler Morse at Highland Park. And I'm going to say this in a way that is not insulting. (laughs) If you are asking me, if the question is, is Chandler Morris the most talented player in DFW, the answer is no. Does anybody really want to object to that? If he's the most naturally talented player in DFW, I would say no. No. But if you want to say that he's the most effective player in DFW... I think there's a fair argument for that. And a guy who knew what he was stepping into, okay? Stepping in, taking over for John Stephen Jones, the only quarterback in Highland Park history, Highland Park story history to win back-to-back titles. A guy who had become this kind of legend in, in Highland Park. 
to have to step in and be the guy from day one. And by the way, there were a couple of times where if he didn't pull the rabbit out of his hat, Mm -hmm. they were going to lose. Mm -hmm. Okay, If he doesn't play really and truly, and I know that the defense did a lot of the heavy lifting, but if he doesn't play well in that title game, they probably lose to Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek's Mm -hmm. good enough to beat them. He had some big moments against College Station. John Uh, Tyler, of course. The the crazy comeback. Mm -hmm. He came up aces every time they needed him to. I I think you could also phrase it as if you had one game. Mm Mm-hmm. And he might, he's probably a, he's in contention for a number one pick. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And and a guy who who flashed everything you want in a quarterback from the ability to make throws, the ability to, to make good decisions, to the leadership. I thought that Chandler Morris was sensational in 2018. He's my pick for regional player of the year in TFW. So early 2019, look ahead. You'll notice there's one team we didn't mention. We haven't said the name Duncanville yet. Yeah. Duncanville yeah. was three seconds away from yeah. winning the 6A Division one state championship and beating the team that we declared yesterday yeah. was the best team in the state. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best team in the nation. Um, well, it is with deep regret that I announce that Duncanville is going to be added again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's back. Uh, they, they will have some holes to fill on the defensive front, which was obviously really dominant mm-hmm. for them. Um, it's going to be an interesting year for a lot of the Blue Bloods. Um, Highland Park's going to be back. They're going to start the year at the at the top of near the top of five A Division one uh, because they have not only their best offensive weapon Chandler Morris, but also their best defensive player in Prince Dorba back. Um, Alito is really interesting to me because this is a team that has all the headliners. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how Alito is just this quietly kind of boring dominance in right. a way because their offensive line, defensive lines are so good. Well, now. They've got headliners coming back. Yeah. They got Jake Bishop back. They got Jason McClellan back. They got JoJo Earl back. Mm-hmm. Offensive line wiped. Mm-hmm. Front seven wiped. They're really interesting to me. Um, th- we mentioned Duncanville. Grandview is going to be. Don't get used to Grandview. Yeah, <laughs> get, get, get used <laughs> to Grandview. Those bunch of softwares. Okay, Damian is back. That seems yeah. going to be really good. Um, I think Denton Ryan's got a lot mm-hmm. coming back, but can they get over that hump? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the question every single year. And and then there's also two teams that we uh, you know. Two other teams we haven't mentioned that are perennial powers. And, and Argyle. Mm-hmm. Argyle's got a little bit of reloading to do, but I think that you know you, you, you trust um, Coach Todd Rogers to be able to put it all together. And then, there, and then there's Allen. I mean, how crazy is it that we are now at the end of the regional recap and we have not said the name Allen? Yeah. Allen's going to be interesting. I actually ran into to, um, Terry Gamble about a week ago. And I chatted with him. And from a superstar perspective, mm-mm. Not, it's not there. New names and new faces. Baby. Theo Weiss is gone. Grant Tisdale is gone. A lot of that offensive line is gone. Um, a lot of the names you've come to know about Allen are, mm. are out. Yeah. Well, I think this is a team that compares a lot to that 2008 team, mm. which won a title, but was relatively anonymous mm. and had to make their own way. Who rises to the top? And by the way, there's always going to be those two or three teams that surprise us. Um, I think Arlington's going to be right back in the mix. They bring back Jahari Rogers. He's going to be really, really good. So over, I think Cedar Hill's trending back up. Right. Obviously a, a disappointing playoff end, but a team that's trending back up. So for me, when I look at the DFW Metroplex, um, I wonder if we'll see a return to depth. And that's what I'm going to be keeping an eye on. They're always going to get their titles. Sure. There's always going to be a couple the teams at the top yeah. that are going to bring home. If they bring home fewer than three titles, it's a distinct disappointment in DFW. But I will say... That um, I'm my eyes on the depth. Can mm-hmm. that quality depth? That second uh, turn, third, uh, third yes. tier of teams. 
Yes, a bunch of teams making semifinals, a bunch of teams making quarterfinals. Right. That is what I want to see from DFW. So that is our DFW regional recap. And ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We did it. 12.22 p.m., April 4th, 2019. <laughs> Time of death for the, for the regional recaps. Um, you know, TexasFootball.com slash insider. Um, I'm not going to strain my voice too much more. That's all right. Um, I might call him and say I can't do it, man. I'm uh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Let me take over for Dude, a I'm, second. I'm riding the struggle You're bus. fine. You toughen up. Uh, one thing we want to we want to throw out here for for y'all. This is pretty exciting oh. uh, because this is why Tepper is going to be on TV. Ah, yeah, yeah. This is why this is why normally I wouldn't feel bad canceling. Would you a shut up? Would you shut up? You need to save your voice. Uh, we are ready to announce mm-hmm. that digital archives of all the Dave Campbell's Texas Football magazines are going to be released <gasps> on the website for insiders starting today with the 60s and 70s today, correct? Uh, I'm, I've I got it up right so. now. TexasFootball.com yep. slash archive is where you can find it. I know they have the 60s yep. and the 70s. Yep. That's what's, that's the first one. Yep. And then we are rolling through. Yep. Um, I should probably practice my talking points for tonight, so yep. this is good. So Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Oh, you're going to talk more. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with uh, the Nonpareil Institute. And the Nonpareil Institute, um, the crew over there is a, a group of uh, – it's, it's a, an organization that trains adults with autism to, um, to, to work digitally and, and build digital and, and published products and trains them. And, and we, we hired them. You know, we, we hired them, the Nonpareil, the crew over there at the Nonpareil Institute, and we hired them to digitize our magazines and to put them on the site. And they've done an outstanding job. It's unbelievable what they've done. Um, and they are uh, – obviously, you know, it, it helps them get skills to, to then go off and, and get jobs. Um, but, you know, we wouldn't hire them if they weren't doing a good job. They're yeah. doing a fantastic job there. It's really, really cool. It trains them for, for, a, for their, their future employment. Um, by the way, we do have a, a thing going. I should tell you that if you go to texasfootball.com uh, slash insider and become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider this month, this is Autism Awareness Month. Uh, if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, you can obviously get access to the two, ma- you get two magazines. You get a year's worth of content. You get access to the archives that the Nonpareil Institute is doing. We will also um, make a donation, a $10 donation uh, in your name to the, um, uh, to the Nonpareil Institute. So if that's something that, that appeals to you, uh, go become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Um, we're really, really use the promo code Autism, and we will uh, donate ten dollars to the Nonpareil Institute uh, in your name. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. We got the nineteen sixty yeah. up. Yep, nice. it looks great. Like, you, we it were, really we've does. Been, like panning through it throughout the day, throughout yesterday, and all yeah. that. And it's been it looks awesome. Okay, those, that's my practice of my talking points. I'll shut up. There you go. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> let's see where to start with all of these things. Um, we got five minutes, so. Well, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, Chris R. Blevins, my man, is using your chance, your opportunity to talk about Chandler Morris being good to say that John Tyler was robbed in that game by the officials. I didn't see the officials give up 28 unanswered points. I'm going to look. Wait, did he? Yeah. Uh, he's basically, there's a long Facebook message yeah. where he's saying that the officials won that game for Highland Park, not Highland Park. Uh, they were helped mm. by the officials. So we don't do that on this show. <laughs> that's that's not what we do here. Yeah. And it sounds petty. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. And and here's the thing. I understand it was tough. And I understand that John Tyler had that game won. Mm-hmm. Collapses are collapses, man. <laughs> like, I they say what you want. 
were there calls that went Highland Park's way? Probably. But in in that moment, that collapse in those was seven minutes, twenty eight points in seven minutes, yeah, wasn't that what it was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm sorry, man. Some of that's on JT. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. slow that down. Mm-hmm. That is not on the refs. That's yeah. twenty eight points in seven minutes. Yeah, that ain't the refs. Yeah, and I don't like hearing that crap. <laughs> we don't do that on this show. Yeah, so I'm gonna shut you down there. Um, <laughs> our man Tim Guzman, haven't seen him in a while, but he's got a good question here. Uh, thoughts on District 12 6A for this upcoming season? Both Midway and Temple losing a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. Is it possible Belton and Colleen are being overlooked? I think Belton's got a great shot to be yeah. really, really good in 2019. Rather, um, same thing with Killeen. Um, I think both, I think both those teams uh, could be on the rise. That said, um, like there's a reason that Midway and Temple have been consistently some of the best teams in Central Texas. Know how to reload? I would not. Yeah, they know how to reload. I would not count them out. Yeah. Uh, but if you're asking me, is the gap narrowing for, for Belton and, um, Maybe. and Killeen? Yeah, I think that there's a good chance that the gap is narrowing and that that's going to become also, a four-horse race. Cove there. Yeah, Cove ain't, Cove ain't nothing to mess with either. So I would say you know four- to five-team race potentially for a, di- for, a, for a district crown, which could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Rob Hathaway points something out, and I just want to tell him he's wrong, even though he's our friend. <laughs> oh, God. Our man said, nobody expected Southlake Carroll to make it that far in the playoffs with a coaching change, but they went four rounds deep. My man, I would like to direct you to texasfootball.com slash playoffs, where you will see many of our incorrect predictions, including that region one, where three of us, including the three dudes on this show right now, pick Southlake Carroll in the fourth round. So uh, I don't know where you're getting your news, Rob, because you're supposed to be one of our guys. <laughs> Fake news. Because uh, if you look at our predictions, which are still up, yeah. and some of them are wrong about other things. Some of oh, them are yeah. hilarious. But we got that. So <laughs> I might have had Cedar Hill. Like, Rob's our guy, title. but I just got I think, a, I, had Cedar I, Hill I, got I think we all did, yeah. 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 So we look really dumb in other ways. Yeah. But we got you there, buddy. Uh, our man Aaron Flint. It's funny. He says, hey, I'm checking in. I've been busy. Haven't been able to say hi. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, hey, we haven't seen Aaron Flint in the chat in a while. Mm-hmm. There he is. What's going on, man? Hope the, uh, hope the job search is going all right. Um, there are a couple others that I want. Oh, good question from our man, two from Ed McElroy. One, Tepper, he wants to know if the cover boy for the magazine has been chosen at this juncture. He doesn't want to know who it is. He knows that's not fair, but he is curious if we've made that decision. Oh, yeah, we, we've got our uh, photo shoot with Lincoln Riley tomorrow. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our office will be set ablaze. <laughs> Uh, it's him and Gundy together, yeah. back yeah. to back. It's him and Gundy. <laughs> we run Texas now. Uh, and then our man Ed asks as well, uh, we all know El Paso and the Valley don't make deep runs at state, but when was the last time that Fort Worth ISD had a special team? Now, Fort Worth ISD is very specific because if you're talking Fort, Worth, say, Fort Worth area, yeah. it's Everman, right? Everman, Everman historically is the team from the Fort Worth area. If you want, to, if you want to count. Not, um, not happening now. Um, if you want to count um, Alito, obviously Alito's a, a Fort Worth area team. But if you're yeah. talking Fort Worth ISD, it's very specific. Yeah, that's that's a little more. Let's see. Intense. Last one that I see. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right now. A lot of a lot of private schools. Um, I the last Fort Worth team that I'm seeing there. Oh boy, we're, oh boy. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're scrolling. It's uh, been a it's minute. Been a while. It's been a while. It has been. There was Fort Worth Terrell. In PVIL in 1965, <sighs> Fort Worth Kirkpatrick in PVIL. They were PVIL yeah. powers. Um, boy, um, yeah. Fort Worth Arlington Heights won the city championship in 1948. There you go. Sure. Okay. Boy, Houston Lamar tweeted nothing. Okay. Back. 
Our man Levi Nebush uh, out in the panhandle, he says, uh, hey, I like the postmortems. Hey, we do too. We're not saying we don't like them. They just shouldn't be happening in April. Not yeah. that attitude. We should be recapping <laughs> last season like through January and then moving on to the next season. That's the only complaint in this office. That's all, Levi. Don't worry. You're, the postmortems aren't going anywhere. We like the chance, like he said. Uh, of, of getting to talk about teams from all over the state. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We just want to be done with it after January so we can move on. To and we won't have a choice next year because we'll have realignment, and we'll be too busy right. talking about that. Yeah, temper. that's true. Yeah. I'm looking at you. So. Okay. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, what we'll just do is just abandon them then. Hey, would you guys like a spicy rumor? Of course I would. Our man Spencer Car- Carlisle says, have you heard the rumors about Jerry Burkhart going back to Richard- Richland Springs? I know that I know there's some drama there. Ooh. I have heard that. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm some, intrigued. There's some, there's some drama going on in Richland Springs. Okay. I, I don't know if that's, you know. Uh, Rob Hathaway also says. Yeah, uh, thir- be the second time he's returned. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hathaway also says Alito should be moving up to classification in the very near future. Area is exploding. You would think that. This is a thing we hear a lot. There are really small 582. They're very small. Like, I know you look, you go out there and they're building lots of apartments and all this other stuff. It's not moving as fast as you would think, man. Mm-hmm. No. It's weird. They, um, that's, a, that's a well-controlled population. Let's put it that way. Yeah. They make sure they, they know how many kids are in that school. Right. That's not an accident that, yeah. they're, that they're as big as they are. Allison Brown out in Longview says, so sorry to be late. We had a ring ceremony to attend today. Ooh. Boy, oh, these Longview the fans, man, they are they are milking it. Okay, they scra- they're scratching am, the face. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, I got, yeah, I got, oh, my, sorry, got my ring yeah. right here. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, funny, 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 funny. Uh, yeah. Let's see. TexasFootball.com slash archive yeah. Yeah. Uh, to go see all the 1960s yeah. and 1970s. We, will, we should have, I believe, by the end of June. I have my talking points here. Um, phase one will be done in the next 90 days. So it should be done probably by the time the magazine comes out yeah. in June. That sounds about right. Then this fall, we are going to have um, phase two. And phase two will be searchable. As in, if your name was ever in Dave Campbell's Texas football, you, you should be able up. to type it in and it should pull up the page. <gasps> That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we will have that. Yeah. A lot of people still arguing about the Highland Park J- JT game. Look, guys, I'm not saying bad calls didn't happen. Yeah. I'm talking about a 28-point collapse in seven minutes. Yeah. Don't come to me with bad calls on that. Yeah. It's seven minutes, seven touchdowns. That's – I don't know, you know. like yeah. I, it's, I know I can't talk to some people, but – I, I'm with you. I'm not saying there weren't bad calls, but mm-hmm. that they does didn't, not they didn't account throw. for 28 points yeah. in seven minutes. Play defense. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. I just I hate when that stuff happens. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm theoretically part of Greg Tepper. <laughs> Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow, maybe, on Texas Football. <laughs>